Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ballify NBA Podcast, the NBA content cast hosted by some NBA content kings. My name is Dino the Human. Mandems came through today. Co-host to my right, introduce yourself. <laughs> Name's Jordan. Welcome back. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Check all of my tweets at, at @JordanBallify. Hey, he's back. We're ready to go. And today we got a special guest. For the first time ever on Ballify, NBA content king from NBA Twitter, Gage Boone. How's it going, Gage? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. I'm glad to be here. Good. We're, we're happy to have you on. Um, we got a great show for you guys today. Before we get to our topics, we'd like to mention that we are sponsored by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the world-leading search engine for sports, concert, theater, and live entertainment tickets. SeatGeek extracts data from over 100 primary and secondary ticket providers within seconds to give you the best possible deal for your ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app or visit SeatGeek.com and enter promo code BALLIFY. That's B-A-L-L-I-F-Y in all caps for $20 off your first purchase. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you want a single place that has all the platforms our show is on, check out wave.link slash ballify. That's W-A-V-V-E dot link slash ballify. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at ballify NBA or at Jordan Ballify as he previously mentioned. Shout out to the Rise Up Podcast community, which we are now a part of. It's a community of podcasts dedicated to supporting each other on social media. So check their page out on Twitter at community. All right, so let's get into our topics. First up, we got our reactions to the All-Star Weekend. So we'll just go through the weekend uh, in chronological order. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about what happened. So first up, we had the Rising Stars game in which Team USA took the victory with Miles Bridges winning MVP. Um, we'll start off with you, Jordan. What were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I didn't get to watch uh, much of it. But uh, yeah, I definitely wasn't... Uh, I didn't think Bridges would be the one to take home the MVP. But I mean, he's uh, obviously a very consistent fairly consistent shooter you know a team a guy that kind of gets forgotten about on the team he plays for and whatnot so I was a little bit surprised to see him take that but good for him and hopefully that kind of gives him some encouraging notes going into the rest of his NBA career okay fair enough fair enough uh and Gage before we get to you why don't you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and uh like who's your favorite team favorite player that sort of thing, just so we know where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so uh, I've been a LeBron fan since I started watching basketball. Woo! So I've, <laughs> I've, been a, so I've been a Cavs fan and a Heat fan and a Cavs fan again, so now a Lakers fan. Nice, yes. nice. And yeah, so that's basically where I'm coming from. Um, but I mean, I like a lot of other players, but LeBron's always been my favorite. That's awesome. That that's the same for me. I <laughs> real I'm a LeBron fan before anything else. I mean, I cheer for the 76ers as well, but above all else, LeBron fan got like four of his jerseys. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we're coming from the same place. Jordan yeah. on the other hand, <laughs> maybe the complete opposite. I'm more of a LeBron hater, but uh he barely <laughs> says his name. <laughs> um yeah, what, what is, so, yeah. do you have a favorite team, or is it more just wherever uh, number 23 is playing? 
So I'm from Cincinnati, so we don't really have a team. So yeah, right. it's just you know where where LeBron's at. Nice, nice, fair enough. Well, just give you a little bit of me. I well, we're in Canada here, so I'm fir- firstly uh, a Raptors fan, and then after that, I support the Mavericks. So those are my teams. But uh, fair enough. There's a lot yeah. of different fans out there, and we'll yeah. get into it. Uh, yeah. So just your thoughts on the Rising Stars game? Yeah. So I actually didn't. Uh, get to tune into this game but I mean like you said though I was really uh, surprised with Miles Bridges performance I mean I know he can play and then uh, Eric Paschall for the Warriors I mean he he played great too yeah I'm a big fan Um, I wish that we I wish there could have been a little bit more of Luca, but I know he had that kind of injury lingering so Mm -hmm. he didn't play but yeah I mean I mean there's a lot of young talent in the NBA so that's exciting yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm in the same boat as you guys. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to see the game outside of highlights, but uh, yeah, definitely didn't expect Miles Bridges. I did have kind of a dark horse MVP. I would have said I, I was going to predict that Devontae Graham was going to take nice. it just based on his first half of the season, although he's been kind of struggling of late. But um, that obviously didn't pan out. Miles Bridges, his teammate, took it. Um, I feel like he he was expected to be a lot more um, for that Charlotte Hornets franchise than he's kind of been this year, um, with Devontae Graham kind of stealing the show, P.J. Washington playing, I think, better than people expected, Terry Rozier actually um, contributing, so... Um, he's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit, but hopefully he can take that MVP um, momentum into the second half of the season here. Um, and now we'll move on to the skills challenge in which surprising another yeah. surprise here, Bam Adebayo takes it home. Um, so we'll start off with you this time, Gage. Um, what did you think of the skills ta- challenge? Did you get to watch any of it? Go ahead. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I watched the whole thing. And actually, I was surprised because I believe it was the bigs won each round, beat the yeah. other, the guards. Mm-hmm. And I predicted for Spencer Dinwiddie to take it home. But, uh, I mean, I can't say I'm too, you know, out of the bigs, Bam is a very skilled, you know, he has a lot of skills. So Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's, he has a well-rounded game, um, even his passing I think it is very underrated in his game. So if there was a big to oh. win, that that would have been my choice. Although I think I did go okay. with Spencer Dinwiddie originally as well. But yeah, another surprise. Jordan, what did you think of the skills challenge? Yeah, I was very surprised. I think uh, maybe Bam may have been last on my list to win it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it went the All-Star weekend. You really never know what's going to happen. Obviously, I was going for uh, Pascal obviously from my favorite team, so I'm supporting him. So, unfortunately, Bam beat him out, I think, in, like, the second round or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised more at Bam that he was able to hit the threes because, obviously, like, that's, like, one part of his game that he he doesn't really have, in my opinion. I haven't really seen that three-point shot. And, like, yeah. if you can't hit the three-point shot, like, you can't actually finish the round out. So, yeah. uh, I was impressed, and he was able to get it done. And it was pretty exciting. You actually saw the players getting, like, pumped up and when they're hitting the shot and stuff, so... It's getting a little more competitive, I see, and this year I've seen that just overall the All-Star Weekend has just been more competitive, and it's just good to see. Yeah, uh, definitely surprising with his three-point shooting, yeah. but just like, they're, they're in the NBA, like they're NBA yeah, players, true. they should be able to hit open threes, I mean, 
there's this video going around Twitter right now with J. Cole is shooting. Uh, well, it was taken a while ago, but he was basically nailing open threes, and people were like, oh, he could compete in the NBA. And it's <laughs> like, well, like a lot of people could hit open threes, you know? So I, I'm not too, like, surprised with the BAM, like, performance. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy for him. And he, obviously, he's having a terrific season. Um, just coming out of nowhere. I, I did not... I. Like, I didn't think he could contribute all around the way he's doing. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely proving me as well as many other people wrong. Um, let's move on to the three-point contest, which was pretty epic. Buddy Heald wins the three-point contest on a last shot um, to beat Devin Booker in the final round. Um, so Jordan, what did you think about the three-point contest? Yeah, I'm a big fan of three-point contests. It's actually my my favorite part of the whole weekend, even above like the game and the slam dunk competition, just because I just happen to be like a big fan of like three-point shooters and stuff. So I actually originally picked Damian Lillard to win it, um, but obviously he got out. So I think I yeah. ended up picking Booker, and then yeah, same. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually. Like, obviously, like, Heald's, like, a dirty shooter, but, like, I didn't, like, expect him to be good in a three-point contest, so... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, it was pretty exciting, like, like you said, he, he won it on the final shot, and, like, yeah. he was getting pumped up and celebrating, and, yeah. I, I like the that addition of the, uh, Trey Young didn't do too well, even though a lot of people were high on him. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the deep shot, I thought it was gonna be a full rack of deep shot. I didn't, I didn't, I was under, I didn't know it was just gonna be, like, one shot from each corner. I thought right. it'd be, like, a whole rack, so... But I thought that was a cool addition. But yeah, it was a, it was definitely a good one. I think this is like the most competitive I've seen it. Like a lot of players, like in the, in the rounds and stuff, they're shooting like over twenty and stuff, like over twenty points. And like normally, if you get over twenty, like you're advancing. Right. But there but there's a couple guys that got over twenty and they like got like they didn't make it to the next round just because like players are doing so well. For sure, I think that's just a reflection of how the game's going yeah. now. Like, there's just so many great three-point shooters out yeah, there. That's true. Even Duncan Robinson, like, he's a rookie. I think he's yeah. shooting, like, 46, 43% from yeah. three. Um, undrafted. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's, it's just the way the game's going. I think these three-point contests will be more and more competitive as the years go on. Gage, what did you think of the three-point contest this year? Well, like you mentioned, Duncan Robinson, that's who I picked to win. Nice. And uh, I think the pressure kind of got to him with being, you know, undrafted and it being his first time there. But uh, all in all, I was happy that Devin Booker got a chance to compete because he got to prove that he belonged there in the first place. For sure. So, I mean, I... So, I mean, with him making the finals, I was really happy with that. And also, I mean, I'm happy for Buddy Hill, too. I mean, he's a great shooter. He was one of my favorite college players to watch. And, you know, I was proud of him. So it was a lot of fun to watch, like you guys said. For sure, for sure, no doubt. Okay, we'll move on to the final event of the Saturday night, which was the dunk contest. Um, So controversially, Derek Jones Jr. wins the dunk contest. He outlasted Aaron Gordon in tiebreaker rounds. Uh, the popular opinion being that Aaron Gordon got robbed. Uh, Gage, what did you think of the dunk contest, and do you think that it's true that Aaron Gordon got robbed? I do, in a sense. I do think that he deserved higher than a 47, but I will say that he didn't totally clear Taco. 
That's so, true. I mean, That's true. So some of the criticism is fair, but I mean, I think it was the same way with 2016. I think they should have kept going. I mean, I think that they were so even because I don't want to take anything away from Derek Jones Jr. The performance he put on was unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I could agree with that, that Aaron Gordon did in a sense get robbed. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I think like it's, they they were supposed to reach another round. Like the judges were supposed yeah. to tie we, the score, and someone messed up. Yeah. That's that's what I was. Yeah, well, yeah. One of the like, judges messed up, and he yeah. like he like yeah. There was there was supposed to be a tie going into another round, and then it wasn't. So, so. that's just that's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Your right. thoughts, Jordan? On it was, that was honestly I don't want to say ever, but that that's the best dunk competition I've seen in like a long time. And I, I like that they stayed away from the props. Because, like, I know some years, like, wasn't Blake Griffin jumping over a yeah, car? I just yeah. felt like it was yeah. a little too much. And, yeah. like, for me to dunk contest, I like to just get back to the basics. You know, like, just, like, not too many props. Just keep it simple. And, like, I think my favorite dunk was when Eric Gordon, like, threw it off the side of the backboard. And then he did, like, a 361 hand. I think that was yeah, my favorite. Yeah, that was, sure. that was my favorite dunk of the night. I was like, no way. Yeah. And I kind of doubted. Well, I did pick him to win. But, like, just because Gordon's a bit bigger, I was like, I don't know if he's going to win it. Because I do see Jones as a bit more athletic. But yeah. um, he, I was very surprised in that, how he was able to do I. Yeah, I, I do. I do think he should have won. I, I don't think he deserves a fifty in his last dunk, but I should. I think it should have been more than like what he got and stuff. Because like, didn't he get a fifty each dunk until yeah. the, until yeah. the last one? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the part that kind of yeah. bugged me. But I get it's like it resets after each round. But yeah, I, yeah. I think I think he should have won it, but it was still like like I said, one of the best dunk contests I've seen in like a really long time. So. Yeah, I agree. It's it's the best dunk contest I've seen since 2016, that's for mm-hmm. sure, when Levine and Gordon went at it yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. But um, I, I do think he got robbed. I do think that, like, like he was saying after the contest, he got five straight 50s. What more do you want him to do? I mean, th- that's just crazy. All of his other dunks for 50s, he loses three points, and he loses the contest. That's, yeah. I, th- I feel like that's just nuts. Um, and especially given the fact that I think, like like you were saying, that one-handed 360 off the side of the backboard, that, that, yeah. that dunk is like, that. that's one of the best dunks I've ever seen in the contest. I, th- mm. I think personally, <laughs> for sure, I think it personally it's like a top five dunk in that contest history. Um just the difficulty to do that one-handed and like clean yeah it It was was so clean too with power yeah that's the thing my favorite part about it was like the way he finished it like with authority yeah exactly because sometimes to see like a sick move but then they kind of like dunk it soft it was the way he finished it with like how aggressive it was that's what like really made the dunk to me I, I personally think he should have won just off that dunk alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like so so I do think he get robbed. He got robbed. I I do agree with the point on Taco Fall though that you guys are saying like yeah he didn't clear Taco so that's not like a fifty but that's still like incredibly impressive. Yeah. Taco's what like seven five and that was seven six. So yeah, and that wasn't planned either. I don't think Taco even wanted to be out there. Right, <laughs> he was kind of like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I think he was scared for yeah. his life, especially given like when you compare that to the fact that uh, Derek Jones Jr. is jumping over Chance the Rapper, who's like what five four or something. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Like 
he he's he's very short so like and he was yeah he was clearing him but a lot of his dunks i feel like were just between the legs and a left-handed hammer yeah um he did that for sure he did that a few times so like yeah it it was still a great performance but i do Mm -hmm. think aaron gordon deserved it um so let's move on to the actual all-star game here um, so Team LeBron took this one, 157-155, really AD game. icing the game on a free throw. Um, who, did, who did I start with? You, was it, is it your turn to go first? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> Jordan, you go first. Um, yeah. So what did you think of the All-Star game this year? Yeah, it was great. Uh, I think that was, especially the fourth quarter, that was like the most competitive game I've seen in a long time. And I think that's where, like, it kind of loses people maybe not wanting to watch it because it's just kind of for fun, not much defense. And, like, I get it. Obviously, you don't want to, like, uh, try too hard. There's no point getting injured in a game. It doesn't matter. But when mm-hmm. you see Kyle Lowry, like, taking, char- <laughs> taking charges. And getting like, pumped, too. Yeah, and, like, throwing his body in there. I was like, yo, like, I don't want him to get injured. But, like, I thought that was pretty cool. He was, like, sacrificing his body. Like, they really wanted that win. And, like... The defense in the fourth quarter was just like it was. It was really entertaining to see. And players were like getting pumped up. They're actually arguing with the ref and stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I wish like that intensity was like throughout the whole game. But like, right. I, I kind of get it. I wasn't a fan of the uh, the lead up to like the new the new way, like the resets after each quarter. Then that's play. I was like, I didn't really like it. But like once it like got going, the game, I actually really did like it. I think it made the fourth quarter, like, that much more exciting because it was, like, like, for example, let's say it's, like, a 20-point difference in points. Like, you still have to hit the game-winning shot. It's not like yeah. you just run the clock out and that's it. It's yeah, like you, for sure. Like, even if you're up 20, you still have to hit a game-winning shot. So, yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, so obviously the Team LeBron, he they, they went up big in, I think, the first quarter. Uh, second and third, Team Giannis came back. They controlled it. And then uh, Team Giannis actually choked up the lead in the fourth. The other team came back and yeah. ended up being super competitive. Shout I went, out to the Team LeBron's bench. Yeah. And <laughs> I just found it funny that Nick Nurse was, like, <laughs> playing Kyle Lowry so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can see the bias in there. Like, Trey Young's the starter. He's, like, playing Lowry. But I guess this is how it went. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. So he trusts. Yeah, I guess so. And, like, obviously he, he took some clutch uh, charges in that time. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, and just I, I wish it didn't end on a free throw. You know what I mean? I just wish, like, if, like, you hit a free throw, like, maybe give another team another possession to see if they can score. Like, I just didn't like the idea of ending on a free throw. So okay. that's, that's, I mean, that's like, the only thing. Like, I get it, but... I, I get yeah. the, like, anti-climactic yeah. climactic part of that, but, like, I mean... They, they scored yeah. 157 either that's, way, yeah, right? So that's, that's the target true. score. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Gage, what did you think of the All-Star game this year? Uh, so when the news first broke about the new format, I wasn't too sure how to feel. But mm-hmm. after seeing it in action this year, I, I loved it. I think it made the fourth quarter so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and Kawhi played great. Yeah. <laughs> he deserved his MVP, no question. But the one who really surprised me was CP3. I mean, he's yeah. having a good year, but the way that he was able to score the ball and defensively, like, just kind of control the game for a little bit, like, I was impressed. And uh, Simmons was another one. He was excellent off the bench. I mean, he was great. I still wish I could have seen Bradley Beal play. I still yeah. think that he got snubbed. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, for sure. But 
But, I mean, it was a great game. And I think both teams, going into it, I thought Team LeBron was about 15 to 20 points better. Mm-hmm. But Team Giannis, I mean, yeah. shout out to those guys. I mean, they stuck with it. and It was a really good game. I mean, yeah, great. I thought they were going to win once the fourth quarter started. But, yeah, Sam. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's tough to pull off when you're playing against a team like LeBron, AD, Kawhi. It's never over. So Yeah, for sure. Like, I think... Just given the the rosters on paper, like Team LeBron had a clear edge, but in a, when it comes to an All Star game, you never really no, have that advantage because never know. throughout the first three quarters, like it's like a toss up because who it's pretty much who is willing to try harder, who's willing to more risk injury and fatigue <laughs> in those first three quarters, right? Until you get to the fourth, when obviously everyone wants to win, and then people start trying again. Um, going full out, which I thought was by far the best part of the weekend was that fourth quarter. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I don't know if, like, the new format, I think the the best part of that new format is that first team to 24 points in the fourth quarter thing. Like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan. Like, I get the whole charity thing and you want to restart each quarter for charity, but I don't think it needs to be shown on like the scoreboard you know what i mean like right. how they had two scoreboards right. going and stuff like i think just like have have a certain amount of donations to whoever wins that quarter but it doesn't really need to be shown i think most importantly like for the for excitement's sake um that fourth quarter where you have that target score that's like what needs to be featured because i don't think the the winning each quarter really brought um an element to the game like I I don't feel like they were going all out all game you know what I mean like I don't think that really obviously it did incentivize in some way but it didn't show on the court until the fourth quarter when um yeah first to 24 to win the game um so yeah I I think they definitely need to keep going with that format for sure um because it was just that's arguably like the best basketball I've seen like even yeah. like including finals and stuff, just because there's so much talent and there's exactly. and they're going full tilt. So yeah. that was I feel like that's what the All Star Game has always been trying to accomplish. Like the best stars in the game, like playing the best basketball you've ever seen in your life. And I feel like they finally accomplished that this year with the, with the new format. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, Jordan, like the charges and the yeah. arguing with the refs and <laughs> the never fourth, seen like that. it was so intense. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait till next year. Yeah, seriously. For sure. Um, so yeah, let's move off All-Star Weekend now. Let's go to a, a sadder topic, which is the Cavs coaching situation. Or just the Cavs. Um, yeah, or yeah, just the Cavs <laughs> in general. <laughs> Uh, so John Bayline resigned as the Cavs head coach earlier this week. Uh, had a fourteen and forty record with the team. Um, so it's reported that he will be reassigned to a different role in the organization. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was just. <laughs> I thought he was just running away. Okay, no, I no. didn't know that. Okay, he'll be reassigned to a different role, and associate head coach JB Bickerstaff will take over the head coaching duties. So, Gage, we'll start with you this time. What are your thoughts on the Cavs' coaching situation mess here? Well, 
unfortunately for the Cavs, I think right now with the talent they got, it's not going to matter if you have prime Phil Jackson <laughs> coaching them. Yeah, it's true. They're not going to. They're not going to win many games. I mean, Beeline was a great college coach. Yeah. But as it was reported, the players felt like he didn't treat them like they were professionals, which, I mean, it is a lot different from teaching or coaching a bunch of kids right. that are younger, and then now it's coaching stars who are making five times as much money as you. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't working, and the players didn't seem to like them. So, I mean, they had to move off. But, I mean, yeah, I do feel sorry for him. And, but at least I didn't know that either, that he has another role in the organization. So, I mean, yeah. that's a plus. For sure, for sure. His role hasn't been assigned yet. At least I haven't seen that reported. But they will, I guess, discuss in the coming days what that role will be. I don't know mm-hmm. what he could possibly he signed do. Like a, like, he signed, like, a five-year thing, right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's he like four million a year or something yeah, like that. So right. it's not like it's just, like... Yeah, it's not I, an I easy fix. I don't know. Maybe like going into scouting or something. Yeah, but um, yeah. Your your thoughts, Jordan, on the Cavs uh, coaching situation? Well, I guess my opinion kind of changed because I didn't realize he was getting reassigned to a different role. And like my my initial thought was it was kind of sad and pathetic that like he couldn't even finish like a f- one year with the team. Like obviously, I don't think like I don't think he's an NBA coach. Just in my opinion, maybe an assistant coach or maybe goes back to college, but. I don't think it's all his fault. I mean, like, look at the situation he's coming into. Right. Well, like you said yourself, even if you, even if you give him like a prime like Greg Popovich or something like that, like, mm-hmm. is that really gonna even turn the team around? So I don't think he's a great NBA coach. Do I think even a great NBA coach should be able to turn this roster around? No, I don't think so either. So I understand both sides. Obviously, like, I kind of wish he would at least finish off the year with them. But uh, yeah. obviously, there's not. The mutual respect from each other. Players don't seem to like and respect him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I heard he was kind of treating the team like a kind of a college program. So, mm-hmm. and we've seen that before. Kind of like college coaches or even European coaches coming over. Uh, like, uh, what's his? Uh, who was the Cavs coach? Uh, David Blatt. Yeah, like, Blatt. Yeah. He he didn't do a very good job where where he's coming from. So I think like. You need a certain culture to be an NBA coach, kind of come from the background, like we see with like Nick Nurse coming from an assistant coach coming into here. Even people kind of doubted him, but he's been in. He has been an NBA coach for a long time, so he came to a winning team and he did a great job. Obviously, he's doing a great job now. So yeah, it's a tough situation. I don't know what the Cavs are gonna do. They got some young talent there. They also got some bad like veteran contracts in there as well. The whole Drummond yeah. situation. <laughs> Who knows what's going on there? So. uh We'll have to see. It looks like uh, that number twenty three guy has really oh. left left the, left the team in shambles. Because ever since he left, the team's has been going lower, lower, lower. So, well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say he left the team in shambles. I think they just terrible without him. I mean, it was basically the same roster last year, and Ty Lue gets fired within five games. Yeah, he's a bad. So, yeah. so I think that's just another example of how it's not real it's another situation which it's not the coach's fault yeah like, I, I, you you can only do so much so you have this championship head coach who takes has this roster and gets fired after five games then that that team is a lottery team for the rest of that year and then coming into this year you again. have a college coach there and what like what do, would you expect him to do like they're already a lottery team. A championship head coach didn't work. Why would you expect that a rookie head coach 
would make any any difference, right? So mm-hmm. I, I just I, I don't think it's really fair to him. Um, I understand that the NBA is a business and that sometimes you just need a new voice in the locker room and stuff. But again, it, it does seem like the players didn't really have respect for him. Um, That's a problem. Which is a problem. And I think that there are good head coaches out there. Like Mark Jackson. I don't understand why... This this guy's been like blackballed. I I he like he's the reason the Warriors. Well, right. not the only he, reason, but I do think Steve Kerr is a good coach. But like I think he was like the starting. But point yeah, of he, how he that was team the launching great. pad for yeah, that exactly. whole team and he got them to the second round. Um, yeah, there's so, good coaches out there. Like, yeah, like like you said, Mark Jackson. I think Jeff Van Gundy would be a good coach again. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Stan Van Gundy. I don't know. There's there's. Maybe not a lot. I think of good, honestly, even yeah. David Blatt deserves another chance. Oh. Maybe not with this team. I don't, know. We I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, actually, you know what? I take that back. I think David Blatt deserves another chance, even with this team, because he never really, when he was hired for the Cavs, it was before LeBron signed, which was going to be with a, like, a rebuilding, struggling team, like a team, a non-playoff team, in the East. And he never really got the chance to coach under those circumstances. So I actually do think he, he deserves a chance to, like, prove himself. Maybe he can um, come up with a, uh, a non-playoff team and turn them into something half-decent. Um, well, again, they were number one in the East when he was fired. And I don't know if right. that's ever happened before. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, Which doesn't look good on his resume, but... Yeah, I just... Right, right. I don't think... If the Cavs are smart... They will not hire an inexperienced coach again, so I think they'll, they'll probably have to go through a coach that has NBA experience already, or maybe even an assistant coach in the league or something like that. Because we've seen some, we've obviously seen assistant coaches have success. Like I think the two biggest ones to me I can think of the top of my head is uh, Eric Spolstra. I think he's a, a coach even post Big Three. He's uh, kept teams relevant or oh, yeah. kept, kept the Heat relevant. One I don't think he's coaches, like yeah. yeah I, I think he's and that really goes to show how good a coach is is when the roster really changes and like you're still good. Like right. and to me, I'm not trying to be biased, but I think Nick Nurse is like proven that he's an elite coach in this league so far. Right. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see come playoffs, of course. But the fact that he can. Uh, he can keep the Raptors a top three team in the entire league. Right. The, the huge departure yeah. of obviously superstar Kawhi Leonard, like that's impressive. So yeah, the Cavs got a lot of stuff to work on, and we'll see what they can do moving forward. But yeah. obviously, not looking good right now. Change that roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I'll say to close that out. Um, let's move on to the the buyout market moves. So we have a few moves to go through. Um, it's been an interesting buyout period so far with basically the Lakers and the Clippers kind of going at it and <laughs> trying to trying to get as much firepower as they can before the playoffs here. So first up, we got Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson heading to the Clippers. Jordan, we'll start with you this time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's I mean, I Personally, I think the Clippers are going to win the championship this year, even though they have struggled at times. I think those are great moves. They're not, like, huge moves, but they're kind of, like, uh, moves off the bench that can really help them. Morris is, like, a, a mentally tough guy. They can get on people's skin. He can rebound. He can defend. He has an elite three-point shot in this league. Obviously, he's not going to be dropping, like, 20 points a game because you're going from a good going from a bad, a bad team to, like, a good team. So, obviously, your role's different. Reggie Jackson, ah, uh, he... 
I don't think he's a bad pickup, honestly. I think he can give you some uh, playmaking, ball handling, a bit of defense, and um, some scoring. Obviously, it's it's like actually a good place for him right now because I think Beverly's still out with an injury, so I don't think that's bad. But uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But I, I I think those are I don't think those hurt the Clippers in any way by making those pickups. No doubt, no doubt. Gage, what are your thoughts on Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson to the Clippers? Um, I think Marcus Morris was a great pickup. Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, he averaged 19 in New York, which obviously they don't need him to average anywhere, you know, 19 points. Yeah. But the thing that we know about beating LeBron in the playoffs, what he struggles with, and I say struggles by slows him down, is big guys to throw at him. Mm-hmm. Like when the Warriors would have Durant, Draymond, Iguodala, even Clay, and now the Clippers are kind of forming a team like that. So now they'll have Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus Morris, just tough guys that can slow him down. I don't think they can stop him, but with him being 35 years old, he's going to struggle. And that's why Clippers also right now are my pick to win the title. Oh, right. Um, nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as Reggie Jackson goes, I don't think that they necessarily needed him, but I think that Fair. the best thing they did for them was keep him away from the Lakers. Because the <laughs> Lakers, I mean, he would have played minutes for him. I mean, he would have been, a, I think, a fairly key piece of our rotation. So it was a good pickup by them. Um, he definitely, there. like you said, I don't think will hurt them. But yeah, I mean, after the Lakers, or after the Clippers made those moves, in my mind, that made them the title favorites. Yeah. So Fair enough. Right, I already I think like they were already title yeah, favorites I think before so the moves, and now it's just like solidifies. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like yeah, and I like the point you brought up with Reggie Jackson being like they took them took him away from the Lakers. I think of that move in both respects. They also took away Marcus Morris from the Lakers because they right. really wanted. Marcus Morris, which is funny. We'll, oh, we'll get a, to him next, but they have yeah. his brother now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like yeah, they they not only acquired these players that are skilled, that have talent, but they kept them away from the Lakers, which I personally think is the biggest thing here. Um, Reggie Jackson, I I don't see him like playing much, especially come playoff time. They already they're so deep at guard. They have so many guys who even if they aren't like listed as point guard, like will ball handle, like Kawhi, Paul right. George, you know, and then that's not even including the guys that do ball handle and our point guards like Beverly and Lou Will off the bench too. So, you know, like I don't really think he was necessary to the team. Um Marcus Morris even um, I, I honestly don't think the Clippers really address like their whole their biggest weakness, which isn't really that much of a weakness, but it's just like another big man inside. I think uh, yeah, someone yeah. for sure, yeah, someone like bigger than Harrell um, that can just like rebound, catch lobs, defend well. Um, Harold's pretty big though, man. I don't know, <laughs> but he's like what? I think he's like only six eight. Like he's six seven. Six, seven. Yeah. yeah, he's very yeah. strong. But, he's, but, he's, yeah, he's but he, he, yeah, yeah, he's built. But you know, just like another maybe like six eleven guy or seven yeah. foot guy that they can throw out there um, would have been nice. But I don't think with all the talent they have, it's not really necessary. Um, so yeah, I think. That that's pretty much it. Like they they added guys that they didn't really need, 
but ultimately took them away from other teams that could have used them more. Um, and one of those other teams is the Lakers, which we'll move on to next. They got Markeith Morris, Marcus Morris's brother, twin brother. Um, so, Gage, what do you think about Markeith Morris to the Lakers? I love it. Um, I actually wanted the Lakers to put together a package to get Morris and Rose from the Pistons. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I like Morris a lot. Um, he's not quite as good as his brother, but he can hit the three. He's he's a big guy, another wing to throw out there that can guard a little bit. Um, I hope that Cousins will come back in the offseason. Um, I don't know the whole situation there. I don't think there's been many details released on like whether or not he was, you know, aware of what was going to happen. But, I mean, they basically picked him up for free because I don't really think Cousins – I mean, I know that a couple of days ago he was talking about possibly making a comeback, but that was just so unsure. But now we know for sure they have another guy that can play key minutes in the playoffs. So, I mean, I liked it. For sure, for yeah. sure. Jordan, uh, your thoughts on Markeith Morris to the Lakers here? Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh... – not great. I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. It's. I don't think he's as good as his brother Marcus, but I think he's still pretty good. He's bringing him to a, a much better situation here in Los Angeles. You know, obviously uh, he was in Detroit, right? Yeah, Detroit's just kind of been a bit of a gong show this year, and they're just buying out, trading everybody. It seems like so. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. It gives. It's pretty much the same as his brother, just maybe not as good. You know, it gives you that toughness. He's he's an elite three point shooter in this league. He can rebound. He can defend. So I think. Coming off the bench, he can really and like toughness, like especially mental toughness. That's what you want for not only a, not only the playoffs, but to be a championship contender. You need that mental tough guy that really brings you in there that can maybe guard the best player on the other team at times, so you can save like your best players like AD and LeBron to maybe for the offense. Kind of like last year, where like at times you would see a. You would see Siakam guarding the best player, just kind of save uh, Kawhi more for the offense at times. Not all the time, but sometimes he saw that. So I think it's just bringing another defender in so they can slow down some of the playoffs like Paul George or uh, Kawhi, something like that. Yeah. I think um, another aspect that it brings to the team as well is just the fact that he he plays post more than his brother does. Like, he's more of a four um, he can even play five like small ball, so I think that gives the Lakers another option with you know how they usually have JaVale or Dwight out there at the five, which is they're basically the same kind of set screens, catch lobs, yeah. you know, kind of player, play defense. But it gives them another threat from that five position. You can still have AD at the four and then have uh, a shooter basically. Uh, he's shooting nearly 40% from three. Yeah. You can now put that guy at the five which only gives them more spacing gives LeBron especially more spacing in the playoffs um, which obviously a LeBron team will always need so like yeah I think it's it's a good move there as long as he can keep up that shooting um I don't see why not y'all need the shooting yeah (laughs) definitely definitely need the shooting but like as long as he can keep that up, I, I think it's it's a decent move. I mean, I'm not like high as high on the move as I think um, Gage is. I think that it's it's just a decent move, and you know, obviously Morris was I think the number one target 
Um, and actually, Morris and Jackson, I'm pretty sure, were targets ahead of Markeith. And that's for, like, good reason. Um, right. But, I mean, like, yeah, given what's what was left of the buyout market, I think it's it's a decent move. It's a good move. Um, and, there, and who knows? Maybe Rose will be made available shortly. Who knows? Um, he hasn't been bought be out ball. yet. That would be huge if someone at playoff team could pick him up. Like, even oh, to bring sure. him off the bench. Also, yeah, I think Lakers would yeah. need him for also, sure. Also, Markeith Morris shows number 88. <laughs> what? what? Is, what is oh, this? nice. Oh, By Leach's number. That's such a random number. That's funny. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, let's move on to Marvin Williams to the Bucks. Oh, jeez. Yes. Um, another shooter to the Bucks, Jordan. And this time... We'll go with you. What do you think of this move? Yeah, I like it. I mean, <laughs> you just when you think the Bucks are like uh, obviously championship contender this year, uh, just giving them another shooter, I think that's great. I think he fits the system great. He's a three and D guy. He come off the bench, be a scrappy defender. Can also hit the three as well. So much better situation in Milwaukee. I think it's just crazy that like all these bio guys can just like choose wherever they want to play. They can yeah. just like go. It's mid-season you know you know free what? agency. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the the best team. So, yeah, I, I like it. I don't think it's a, a huge move, like a major move. I mean, he's shooting 37% from three, which is, like, obviously pretty decent. But, yeah, it doesn't hurt him. I think it's good. He'll come off the bench a little bit, kind of rest up the guys, hit some threes. I like it. Definitely won't hurt them at all. Okay, okay. And, Gage, what do you think of Marvin Williams to the Bucks? Hello? Gage, 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 Gage. I think we lost Gage. Yeah, what's going on? Man? Oh, okay, you're back. No, I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm back. It was like breaking up for a minute. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh. Okay. So, what do you think of Marvin Williams to the Bucks? Um, I think it was a move that was kind of just like icing on the cake. I mean, I think what the Bucks have now is already a very serious championship contender. Yeah. And now that just makes like like Jordan said, it just adds up another shooter, another wing, and, and I think it was a good move. Um, I but it was another guy that I wanted the Lakers after, but that's just how it's been going for him lately. But yeah, it was a smart move by them. For sure, for sure. I think it's not really, it's not like a major move. I again, I don't see him playing that much, but. Uh, I have to give credit to the, like the Bucks system. Yeah. Um, they've definitely had a way of making players um, like complement Giannis and appear, um, I guess, like in a bigger role than they normally would. Like Brook Lopez, for example, shooting the lights out this year, a key contributor to that team. Chris Middleton is has become like an all star. Um, he's I think been great. he's been fantastic. Yes. He's have like a fifty-point game. Yeah, and like late, not even so. that's a percentage. He's shooting like 50, 40, and ninety, right? And I think that's he's yeah. like, he's one of the most underrated players in the league by far. I think I think he gets forgotten about a lot, but I think a lot of the Bucks' success, like obviously Giannis is the biggest reason. No one's doubting that. But like after Giannis, Middleton for sure. And right. I think a lot of people don't realize how important he is to the Bucks. No, yeah. yeah, and I'm one. I'm one of those people that like underestimated him. Yeah. I think, like, I think going into the All Star game, I was saying like, why not um, someone else? Yeah, yeah. Why why not like Beal over yeah. him or something? But I think again, his percentages are unbelievable. Fifty, forty, ninety on 
what, 20, 20 point, 21 points a game, basically. So that's extremely 44% impressive. 44% from three-pointer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Only a few other guys have yeah. ever done that. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy impressive. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, the Bucks again, back to Marvin Williams, like, they'll they'll find a way to get the most out of him, I think. Um, yeah, and so next up we have Jeff Green and Damari Carroll to the Rockets. Um, I don't know if these guys are going to play center for the Rockets or what's <laughs> up. <laughs> so, uh, Gage, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on Jeff Green and Damari Carroll to the Rockets? So, it basically just gave them more of what they already have. Just yeah. more forward depth. And if they have injuries, then those guys will be able to fill in. But, I mean, I think they were they were good moves. I mean, obviously, I think the Rockets wanted uh, Tristan Thompson buyout. Yeah, they did. Or some type of center. And they didn't get that, but I think that these guys are a pretty nice consolation prize, and I think that they won't hurt them. So, I mean, it was a good move. For sure, for sure. And, uh, Jordan, what were your thoughts on Jeff Green and Damari Carroll to the Rockets? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt them. It gives them some defenders off the bench. I just, I don't know how much they can really contribute besides, like, like what you're saying, like, they already kind of have, like, wings. So, like, I just don't really know how much they're going to play. I, I think they... Yeah, I think Jeff Green's a bit older. DeMar Carroll's just kind of been disappointing ever since he left Atlanta. Like, he had some stints in Toronto, and uh, I think maybe he was on Brooklyn for a bit. Um, But he's been a bit disappointing since leaving Atlanta. I I don't think it's going to make much of a difference, but, yeah, I think they can come off the bench and maybe defend a little bit, just even if they can just rest up, uh, like, Gordon or Westbrook or Harden, anyone like that. So we'll see. I still think the Rockets got to... I mean, there's not much left, but I, I, I don't know if they can really survive long-term in the playoffs without that center. So, obviously, we'll see if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. But I think, like, going up in a playoff series against, like, Gobert, Joker, or uh, AD, I think that's really going to be tough for them in defense. But we'll, we'll see. The Rockets are a very unpredictable team. We never know what D'Antonio and that management's going to be doing. So, we'll see. Yeah, and along those lines, I think this is Daryl Morey. This is Daryl Morey to a T. Whatever the market is, he just tries to get the biggest name possible, regardless of fit. Or if it makes sense. Or if it makes sense. We've seen it with Westbrook in the summer. Um, Obviously, Westbrook has been on a tear here of late. Um, But was, was that fit on paper, like just a no-brainer like no obviously with how much they both need the Harden and Westbrook um both need the ball it wasn't like a clear fit on paper Mm -hmm. um so this is just another situation again yeah they have so many wings but yeah Daryl Morey typical Daryl Morey will just bring in uh just names just because he can I guess um and people obviously want to play there they uh, players believe that they can actually win there. Uh, I don't see it, um, but I think that um, each of these guys could honestly play big for them. Like based on the roster they have, like I, I don't see why Jeff Green can't play a small ball five, uh, or Damari Carroll even play a small ball five, um, and they can obviously both shoot the ball. So I think it's it's decent pickup for the system that they want to run. The mm-hmm. problem is I just don't think that system 
is going to be successful in the playoffs. I, I really don't think so. It, it never is. Um, it's never been successful in the playoffs. I don't see what the difference is this year just because they're fully buying into small ball. Okay, we'll have fun when a team with a decent big can actually game plan against them for seven straight games. I just don't think yep. that's going to, um, um, you know, be successful. As you said, Jordan, long term. Like, I, don't, I just don't yeah. think... The success they're having right now, it's one thing to be successful in the regular season, yes, but seven games against the same team, second game plan, definitely a different story. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to uh, Michael Kidd Gilscrest to the Mavs. <laughs> Jordan, you're a Mavs fan, so we'll start with you. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to uh, play too much. Uh, obviously, it's uh, he's had a tough career. Like he's a uh, he's uh, ever since coming out of college, rather he was going to be great, and uh, he's been a bit well, not a bit, pretty disappointing since coming into the NBA. He really struggled with his jump shot. Um, so I think he's more just a guy. He's going to come off the bench, give you maybe fifteen minutes, maybe maybe ten. Just just to, I, I I still do think he can defend at a pretty decent level. So I think he can come off the bench, definitely defend. But uh, I don't think he'll be much of a scoring option. But again, I, I don't I don't think that hurts the Mavs at all. It's just kind of bringing a guy off the bench that can defend and maybe score a little bit, but not too much. But hopefully this can at least like. He can do well enough to maybe get a contract to a, right. a new team next year. Just as maybe the Mavs being a good team can like, like make him look a little bit better than he actually is and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I don't think it'll make a huge difference on this team though. Yeah, I think um, it's just kind of a low risk, high reward situation. Like yeah. they didn't really give they didn't give up anything. Obviously buyout well they um, had the they had to let go of a uh, ryan broke off but yeah again oh not a... oh that changes everything <laughs> <laughs> no that guy's that guy shoots yeah that he, guy can yeah shoot. he doesn't play much but yeah he but he, i guess he it's can just shoot. Yeah, yeah it's it's both it's two guys that can do one thing but yeah. we already have a lot of shooters right we so don't have just... all we don't have a lot of like great defenders so, right exactly so, so it's just bringing one guy in that can just specialize in another area that they more need i guess yeah exactly um yeah i don't think it's like the biggest move no. in the buyout period but um we'll see if he still has defense in him at least because yeah. lord knows he doesn't have offense in my <laughs> opinion um gage what do you think of michael kidd gilchrist to the mavs yeah, I think you guys got it pretty well. I mean, it was just the situation where I think the Mavs are kind of like, they want to make every move they can just to assure that they'll have a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And I think that this move doesn't hurt them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not going to make a big difference. But, I mean, it it's nice to see that they're trying to improve. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, I think it was a good sign by them. For sure, for sure. Um, and then lastly on our buyout market moves – which is uh, basically a non-move, actually. Darren Collison chose to stay retired. Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that I, I respect his decision to not give in and just go to the Clippers just because <laughs> everyone else was. Um, but, like, yeah, if, if the guy wants to stay retired, like, you can't... I, there's nothing really I can say. Like, it's his decision at the end of the day. you got to <laughs> respect it. I definitely wouldn't have respected it if he just came back went to the Clippers. But I can't, like, you know, shame him for not coming back and helping a team such as the Lakers that would could really use a guy like that, especially ahead of Rondo. 
Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You, yeah, Gage, any thoughts on uh, Darren Collison? Well, obviously, I was you know disappointed because I do think that if he would have came back, I do think it was Lakers. Um, I know there was a, a chance he could have went so to the too. Clippers, but I just don't. I just think that it was more of a Lakers thing, especially with the Reggie Jackson news. Kind of, they kind of knew that if he got bought out, he was going to be a Clipper. So I would have loved to have him, but like you said, I mean, it's his decision. He's only 31, I believe, and I mean, if he would have signed this last offseason, I mean, he was looking at a 10 to 12 million dollar a year contract. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he, I'm not too surprised though, because I mean, if he made that decision back then, it doesn't really surprise me that he made it again for a lot less money, because he would have been making a lot less money. But I'm sure that he misses the game at least a little bit. But I mean, if he's not ready to come back, then I respect that decision. For sure, for sure. And Jordan, what are your thoughts on Darren Collison uh, staying retired? Yeah, I agree. I think if he came back, it, it was Lakers. That's kind of what I, I saw. But like, I think the like the Lakers and the media wanted him to come back way more than he actually wanted to come back. So I felt like, I, yeah, I felt like if he came back, it was like only because the media and the Lakers were kind of pressuring him. Like, they they wanted him to come back so bad. Like, he was courtside at a game, like, sitting next yeah. to the genie bus, and they're, like, showing him on the cam. It's like, you can't, like, force this guy to come back. And they just, they wanted to, they were only, it almost seemed like the Lakers were, like, desperate, that they wanted him to come back so bad. Oh, of course they're desperate. And they, and they thought that, like. They, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought, like, Darren Carlson was going to be the savior to, like, solidify the championship. And I do think. He could provide uh, some some value, but I don't know if it's like enough value to like make like a huge impact. So, but yeah, I, I definitely respect staying retired. You shouldn't uh, just just come back just because like you're being pressured by the hype of all this and stuff. And like, what if he came back and he like wasn't good anymore? Because like it has been a while since he played, so like it, it has. Yeah, yeah so like you saw what happened to Iggy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard coming back, especially. It's not like he's coming back. Like, he's coming back to a team that, like, wants to win a championship in the next two years. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, like, just because, like, with LeBron getting older, like, yeah. in my opinion, if they don't win it, like, this year or next year, like, starts falling That's off. Like yeah, yeah, like, the, the window's kind of slow. So, like, I think for him, he just doesn't want to, like, embarrass himself. And, yeah, he's going to stay retired. We'll see about next year's stuff. But that's his decision. I think we all respect it. For sure, yeah. So, uh, shout out Darren Collison, doing what you want to do. Um, so, we'll move on. We'll take a look at uh, the standings here with our final couple of topics. Um, first, we'll look at the Pelicans and uh, ask the question, can they make a push for 8th in the West? Ooh. Is this realistic? Currently, they are 10th in the West, just three and a half games out. Um, from 8th, which Memphis Grizzlies, they're currently in 8th. So, do you guys think, um, Jordan, we'll start with you, do you think that um, the Pelicans can realistically make a push for 8th in the West this year? Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely think they can. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, I think they can. I don't know if they will, but I, I think they can make a push for it. Um, obviously, like the biggest thing is like Zion going back. I'm a huge fan of Zion. I kind of like the Pelicans. I think if I were, was to pick a third team, like it would probably be the Pelicans. That's just because I'm a big uh, Duke fan. Obviously, they're <laughs> got a lot of Duke guys. They got Jay. Right. They got JJ. They got Ingram. They got a uh, Zion. Um, uh, even Jaleel Okafor. So yeah, I I, th- I don't know if they will. I, I think they do have a chance though. I mean, like I think the 
first to seventh seed in the West, I think that's solidified. But I think the, only the eighth seed is kind of up for grabs. Like, I don't think the Mavs would... I don't think the Mavs can fall down. I think they they will get that sixth or seventh seed. But if a team is going to get out, I think it'll be Memphis. Uh, obviously, yeah. Port, Portland is a team that can make it too. But again, Lillard's out, so that's, that's really going to hurt them right now. But I don't know, like... It was at the beginning of the year. It was very disappointing. It was like, nah, this team's not making the playoffs. So as soon as Zion comes back, it like makes this huge difference, and like they could, they could make it. And like they're on, I think the three game winning streak now. So like they had, they actually, I was watching them last night. They're actually a really fun team to watch. Like they yeah. play team ball. They share oh, the ball. Fun. Yeah, there's yeah. so much fun to watch. So just for anyone listening out there, if you want a fun new team to watch, to check out the Pelicans, because they're playing really good ball right now. But. I think they can. Will they? I- I'm not sure. I'm kind of. I don't know how to answer that. It's close, but I hope they do. I think that'd be cool. Okay, okay, good points. And uh, Gage, what do you think? Can the Pelicans make a push for eighth in the West this year? I definitely think they can. Will they? Oh. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. But I, would, I think that a first round matchup of Lakers Pelicans would be awesome. Yeah, that'd, oh, be, that'd, that'd be, be fun. The league would love that. That's true. That's true. Actually, LeBron versus Zion. Oh my god, they'd like that. <laughs> and then the, the you know uh, Lonzo and Ingram playing their old team. I think Ooh. it'd be really fun to watch. But I mean, the Pelicans. I believe they're seven and five with Zion. Nice. So they're definitely trending upwards with him on their team. Definitely. And like you mentioned, the Dame injury is huge because I yeah. Mean, I don't know when he's going to be back, but oh. that, I mean, if he doesn't come back soon, that basically eliminates him from contention. Yeah, and uh, what's and, his name? Uh, JJJ, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he just, he's, yeah. out, he's out the next two weeks. So those are two major yeah, pieces to teams. So, like, it's, let's it's, go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of falling into place for him. So, yeah, everything's working um, out. And honestly, we haven't even seen the best of Zion yet because, I mean, he's still, still getting used to it. So, that's true. I mean, give him another couple weeks and, I think you know his ceiling is infinite. So mm-hmm. I definitely—I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they somehow took that eight seed. And I'm rooting for them to do it because I think them and Lakers would be awesome. Yeah, I, I would like to see them make the playoffs. Even like that push because like they were like the worst, one of the worst teams in the league like at the beginning. So it's like, like no one yeah, thought they could, definitely. and like now they're making a push for it. Like I think that's awesome. Even if they can get like the ninth seed, like that's impressive for a team that's kind of sucked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I do think they can do it. Like yeah, I I'm kind of rooting for them, but like I do think like there's a high chance they could do it. Um, the one thing that's giving me like doubt is that I think they they might have just brought Zion back a bit too late. Mm. To be honest, um, yeah. I feel like yeah. it, you, you never want to rush a guy, you know, but. Mm. He was supposed to be out for only six to eight weeks, and it turned into, like, three half and a half months, yeah. four months. <laughs> so, like, I think if they had just brought him back maybe a month earlier, which would still have been way more time than what was reported in his recovery time, mm-hmm. I think they would have had a much higher chance here to make the playoffs make a push. I mean... He's averaging twenty three and seven on fifty on basically sixty percent shooting here. Um, so yeah. like that's 
Yeah, it's insane. And like you said, Gage, like we haven't seen the best of him. It's only going to no. go up from here. He's a rookie. Um, <laughs> I think teams had plenty of like film on his game from college. I, I don't think it's really changed that much as he's come in the league. So teams have nope. have been able to prepare for him, for him so far, and they've still not been able to stop him. And this is coming off of not playing basketball for like four – well – competitive basketball um for like four months yeah so you know like yeah it's only gonna go up from here i just really hope it wasn't too little too late in bringing him back um but i think they can do it um yeah so portland like i think damien is coming back soon yeah hopefully because that guy's been on a in my opinion if if the blazers were in like even a playoff spot, he would be in the MVP like conversation. Yeah, he would definitely be in consideration. Yeah, I think right up there. just because he's out of the playoffs, I think that's literally the only reason he's not in that conversation because he's been playing yeah. unreal. And I like as a Raptors fan, we've dealt with a lot of injuries, but we've had success through his injuries. The Blazers have had a lot of injuries and not had success through the injuries. So I think that's like the biggest difference. Like they've had so many injuries, like Zach Collins, Rodney Hood. Nurkic and these guys are all like yeah. I think they're I think they're all starters so like but they've still they've still been had a little bit of success and like they're still pushing for that but I think Dames has been on another level this year especially like in the last couple months so they better hope he can come back soon because that'll pretty much make or break their uh, playoff dreams. Yeah, CJ McCollum has definitely been stepping up with that. Yeah, him, last, but it's just like not enough. Yeah, he dropped almost like fifty last game. I think. Yeah, I think like forty three or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like, it's just not enough. There's one team, though, we haven't mentioned Spurs? yet in this conversation. And yes, it's the Spurs. Yeah. They were actually my pick um, to make the playoffs before the season started. It's hard just to count them out. <laughs> you can never count them out. Yeah. They haven't not made it in, like, over 20 years. Yeah. So why would I choose them to not make it this year? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, they're, it's really getting down to the wire. Um, and they're only a half game back from the Pelicans, so that is definitely okay. one other team I'd watch out for. Um, especially if Popovich, like, I, I think he does want to keep that streak alive. Yeah, of course. And so he'll definitely not be resting players like what we've seen <laughs> from him in the past and stuff. He'll be playing Aldridge, he'll be playing DeRozan as much as he can, not caring about youth development whatsoever, <laughs> but just getting to the playoffs this year so that's another interesting team i think um that could make a push um but in the other conference which moves us to our last topic here um we got a situation up top of just pure power the milwaukee bucks 48 and 8 on the season yikes oh my goodness Giannis averaging 30 13.6 and 5.8 assists um, just MVP type numbers. Yeah, um, they've clinched a playoff berth. Just the, like was it last night? Yeah, yeah last, last night. night clinched a playoff berth. Um, so can we'll start with you, Gage? Do you think that Milwaukee and Giannis can be stopped this season? I think they can be stopped. Um, okay. If I, I think that if they face the Clippers. I think that they would struggle. Um, I think the yeah. one thing they could say, whether they face the Lakers or the Clippers, in my opinion, is they could say, we have the best player on the floor. With Giannis, with yeah. what he's been doing this season. I mean, 
there's definitely, you know, you can argue Kawhi's better, and he might be in the postseason, same with LeBron. Yeah. But I think right now, at least with what our evidence from this season, Giannis has been the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. And with the, the way Middleton's been playing, Lopez, yeah. I mean, they're just surrounding him with shooters. I think he has a perfect supporting cast for yes. him. And I know they blew out the Clippers earlier in the year. They beat the Lakers. Uh, I watched that whole game, and they were just dominating them in the first half, and then AD started to kick it on. So I do think they can be beat, but I would, I think they'll breeze to the East, personally. I don't think they'll have any problems in the East. Even Boston, Miami, uh, Philly, any of those teams, wow. I don't think it'll be more than a six-game series. What about Toronto? So Toronto, I think Toronto actually is the would give them the best series. Nice, nice. But still, I just don't think that they'll be able to handle yeah, I can, honest, ag- I, I can agree with that. Even yeah. I, he's an the Raptors fan. I'll be on. I'm gonna be unbiased. I, I don't think anyone's stopping the Bucks in, in the East this year. I don't. Oh. I do think they lose in the NBA Finals, but I don't think anyone can. Same. Yeah. Same, yeah. I think. I think if a team was to beat them, a big if. I think the Raptors would give them the best chance because I don't know. Maybe they'll get like. PTSD from like <laughs> from the last, but obviously we don't have Kawhi, so that's a whole different story. But we have beat them in the playoffs before, so like obviously that is yeah. something to think about. But it's a brand new year. I think if somebody can beat them, it would be the Raptors. But I I don't think anyone will beat. Them. And Siakam, I mean, he's emerging into a superstar. Oh, ab- I mean, he's, absolutely. He's he's a top. You could argue a top ten player yeah, in you, the entire league. Yeah. Definitely. So I like him a lot. So I think that he will. I think we'll give Giannis all that he wants, but right now at this point, I just don't think it'll be enough. And I think Giannis has a chip on his shoulder. Like that was tough yeah. for him being up two nothing in the the conference finals. Not only that, but everyone was like making the jokes, <laughs> like "Oh, sweep, sweep, sweep." Then yeah. Raptors yeah. came out of nowhere and won four straight. And it, and you're gonna say, "Oh, that didn't matter to Giannis. That mattered. Like that that was really hard on him." And he's got a chip on his shoulder. And I, I guarantee you, this playoffs, like. He's not holding back. Like he doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like he's he wants that championship because, yeah, he knows how tough it was on him. Like losing to the Raptors last year. But yeah, I I think they go to the finals and I think they lose to the Clippers. In my opinion, that's just me. Obviously, anything yeah. can happen. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. It's crazy because they also lost Brogdon, who was like their kind of their third yeah. piece, and it's like they're almost like better without him, which is like weird. Also, Miritich. Miritich, too. Yeah, that's uh, true. He was averaging mm. 15 for him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, we'll, we'll see, obviously. I think uh, they, they clinched yeah, they clinched the playoffs just last night. Um, I think that they even... They clinched the playoffs in fewer games than the 73-9 Warriors did, I think, or the one of the Warriors team. So, they, they I think it's like a record or something like that in recent years. So, super impressive. They don't have nothing to worry about. I think they got that first seed in the East... Uh, Obviously, Raptors are the next yeah. closest, but I don't. I don't think they can right. catch them. And I think, I think at, uh, at the one point they're going to start like because people are kind of asking, "Oh, do you think? Uh, do you think this team will win like seventy games this year?" And I, I don't think they will because I think once they like absolutely lock up the first seed in the East, I think they're going to start resting their guys because like which would be smart. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you I'm look at so, sorry, I keep bringing up Toronto because I'm a Raptors fan, but if you if you <laughs> look if you look up like kind of like why the Raptors had so much success is because, well, they rested Kawhi. They made sure he was, like, by playoffs, he was, like, good to go. So mm-hmm. I think I think resting, you know, close up to the playoffs is, like, definitely a good idea, especially for Giannis, who, who's a guy that just goes 
100% no matter what, like, kind of like Westbrook, like, they don't slow down, so I think guys like that can kind of go down, so you want to make sure he's rested for playoffs and good to go. I think that, yeah, I'm definitely not as high on the Bucks as you guys are. I, I do believe they can be stopped. Um, it's, I do think they can be stopped even in the East. I think that if Philly can figure things out oh, by, yeah. by the playoffs... And, you know, I think they're, they're starting to, you know, they, they're bringing Al Horford off the bench now, um, playing um, Richardson at the two and Glenn Robinson more at the wing. They're playing Thibel even a, a bit more. And I, I personally think Thibel should start for that team just for how good oh, he is defender, defensively. Yeah. yeah, he is elite, elite defensively. He's- Probably one of the ten best defenders in the league. I mean, easily, he's, easily. He's yeah, super good. Yeah. On a per minute basis, he's just putting like historical numbers up defensive in defensive stats, and I think that like um, who? Oh yeah, and they they started Fort Furkan Korkmaz for a couple of games. Um, he was shooting the lights out even. So I yeah. think that yeah, maybe they've been changing their starting lineup um, a lot of late. But I, I think as long as Al Horford is coming off the bench, I think that's a plus. It just it's just so much more spacing and so much quicker. They can play with so much more pace um, when he's not on the floor. Um, with Ben Simmons pushing the pace as he loves to do, and as he's he's one of the best in the league at doing it. Um, and um, even with Joel Embiid off the floor, I think that just allows him to push the pace even more and they can have success that way and they've added shooters and wing players that can get out in transition make cuts to the basket and finish in transition as well with Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson um, and then you still have the shooting of Korkmaz there um, Thibel even, I, he has the ability to cut to the basket, finish there with Ben Simmons setting him up so I, I think that's a team to watch out for of course, this season hasn't gone the way that they had planned for, but I, I think I'll always say that the playoffs are a completely different story. It's more about getting to the playoffs. Once you get there, you can game plan. I think you can game plan for someone like Giannis. Seven games. I know that, like, obviously... Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. The Raptors did it. Even the World Championships this year, the FIBA World Championships, Giannis didn't have the best tournament um, because teams can game plan against him. And that's not to take away from anything he's doing. He's definitely, as you guys have said, he's like he's an MVP right now. He, he, will, be, he, he will probably win the MVP award. Um, come, come playoff time. I, I'll always give the edge to LeBron just based off what he's consistently done yeah, in the playoffs yeah. in the past, especially 2018, when he was just otherworldly. And that's the last time we saw him in the playoffs, so I'm not going to bet against that guy. If he comes back in the playoffs, he'll be the best player in the world, no doubt. Um, but right now in the season, yeah, Giannis has, is, has been playing the best this year. Um but again, the playoffs, you can game plan against a guy for seven games, I think. Um, especially of Giannis. I know he's improved his shooting this year, but it's still not all the way like 
where you know you have to press up on him on the at the three point mm-hmm. line unless he just catches fire, but that's not the norm. He's got shooters. Right? He's got a lot of shooters around him though. He's got plenty of shooters around uh, him, but yeah. that makes it you can game plan to um, guard those shooters, deny them the ball, sag off of Giannis, and let him beat you from the outside. I think that's that's the number one game plan against yeah. Giannis. Just let him try and beat you from the outside. If he catches fire, like what we saw when they played the Lakers earlier this season, then yeah, he catches fire, and you have to live with that. But um, that. I, I don't think that's like the norm, right? That's he's not like but, some elite shooter where he's um, going to catch fire. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I'm glad that you brought up Philly because they were my preseason pick to make the finals. But actually, that back injury that Ben Simmons yeah, they, is yeah, dealing yeah. with right now, He's that not, really took a lot in my book from them. Like, that made me get a little bit lower on them. Because I still, I mean, even a couple weeks ago, I you know made a tweet that, like, Philly could compete with them. Definitely. I think so, and yeah. And I think, I, I just got to hope that Simmons isn't out long term because if he is... Well. Back injuries are really serious. Yeah, well, a report just came out about an hour ago saying that Simmons will not be back anytime soon. So, that's yeah, that's, a, that's a, and like yeah, I know what you mean, Dean. You say you just got to get to the playoffs, but at the same time, you want to get the highest seed possible. Like for the Raptors, they want that second seed because then they're either playing Brooklyn or or the Magic. They don't want to fall to the third seed and maybe play like Philly or Miami or something like that. So I think, yeah, obviously getting to the playoffs, but you want to get the highest seed possible. Yeah, for sure. But if Simmons is out, like they said, he'll be out a while, that's not a good sign because you could make an argument that Philly is better, yes, Simmons, no Embiid, than yes, Embiid, no Simmons. 100% they are. Yeah, so... I'm not trying to take any of the way from Embiid. I think at times he's arguably the best big man in the league. Even though I'm yeah. not a bi- even though I'm not a big fan of him, I can I can accept that he is very good. But I don't think he's consistent enough. And obviously Philly's been uh, they they've been probably the mis- most disappointing team in the East so far this year. I'd say so because I think at the beginning of the year everybody was was like they're going to yeah yeah absolutely first seed or second seed and i i actually agreed i had philly at second seed i even had the raptors i think third so um yeah they've been disappointing but yeah i guess getting to the playoffs see you match up with but i think they at this point they'd be playing uh miami and that would be no (laughs) i don't i would not want to play miami in their first round that's for sure but i mean as long if you're not one of the top two seeds in the east then that first round is going to be difficult yeah that's true you know because those like the the drop from six or from yeah six to eight in the east like the pacers 33 and 24 and then the nets are 26 and 29 at seven (laughs) With under 500, yet still in the playoffs there, and then you got the Magic 24 and 32. So, uh, uh, yeah, as long as you're, if you're make, not make the, the Bucks play. or the Raptors, yeah. then you're going to have a hard first round. Yeah, and true. I just think, yeah, that's a good point about Simmons. I didn't see that report that he was going to be out for a while, but hopefully, a while means he'll be back. Um, ready to go for playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still well, got either. a couple months here. To, wait, playoffs start. Eight, yeah, we got like slightly over him. Wow, it's coming up really no, quick. No, it's only like twenty like a month and a half 20, or so. 20, there's less than thirty games left. It's, it's yeah, it's not that yep. far away. So I really yeah. hope he can get healthy by then. Um, Who's their backup point guard? 
Raul Neto? Uh, Neto, <laughs> Shake Milton, they they play them both. Oh boy, um, that's not good. But I mean, yeah, that's obviously <laughs> yeah, a massive that's drop not off. A, that's not an encouraging note right there. I think they'll have to definitely slow down the pace and play through Embiid more, but again, that style of play does not suit their team. It does not help the team to play like that. Mm. It helps Embiid, definitely, <laughs> but uh, the team uh, right. in general, no. So... Ben Simmons really needs to get healthy. Um, if he does, then yeah, I, I do think they can give Milwaukee a run for their money. And that's a series I'd love to see because the Sixers were like a couple bounces away from potentially getting to the Eastern Conference Finals last year <laughs> yep. and playing yeah, them. And who knows what would have happened. Exactly. Just, who knows what would have happened, just right? Just a so. couple bounces. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple bounces have made Canadian a, history. A few bounces. A few <laughs> <Yeah>. bounces. <laughs> All right, well, those are our topics for today. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Gage, why don't you give the listeners your Twitter so they can give you a follow or anything else you'd like to say to close here? Yeah, so my Twitter account is at Boone Gage. That's B-O-O-N-E-G-A-G-E. And I'm trying to get reach 10K. I'm at 4.7 now, so almost halfway there. Nice, nice. Let's go. uh, Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys having me come out. I, I enjoyed this a lot, and I would love to do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure, for sure. We we can't wait to have you back on as well. And thanks so much for uh, coming on today. And uh, great job, just great job <laughs> with, with your points. We we loved having oh. you on. So yeah, thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners as well. Um, you know where to find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Use our code BALLIFY on SeatGeek for $20 off your first purchase. And uh, follow us on Twitter at BallifyNBA as well as at JordanBallify um, to keep up with us there. And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Fine.